Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? So, Maverick, all we have to do is wait till this episode drops and we can get out of the loop? No, Rat Race. By getting a new episode, all the focus leans heavily on how it goes, how it gives the host the feels. And then all we have to do is get archived. Archived. I don't want to be archived. What? Would you rather be the punching bag episode for a few more seasons? We don't even know if we can get archived. Okay, but if we can and the conversation doesn't change, what then? The podcast ends? It's possible. Possible? Fuck that! Listen, if we let the host archive us, the Angel episode drops, and if it's not well-received, it divides the host and creates a new baseline for which the episodes are judged. When this happens, it changes the focus from lackluster to misunderstood. Archived episodes can't be judged. We won't be counted as legit grab-bagging picks, but we at least won't be mentioned every episode as garbage. Who said this was an option? Who cares who said it was an option? All that matters is we have a way out. A loophole in the system. And I'm sure a few more picks, they'll have episodes to shit on. Who knows? Nathan did draw sci-fi, and Drew did get another horror. Hold on, hold on. Is this backer law? It's not held true to the, to the grab baggins covenant. When the first Patreons of Larry and Brenda Hallam were locked in on their picks, and the Holy Host imparted their promise, the picks are the picks, so don't be a dick. We'll get better. It's podcast, man. It's the rules. No rules to break but our own when we see fit. Okay, let it never be said that your shower water soaked ideas will baptize our picks from eternal torture. Can't be salty if your candy corn's too sweet. Outstanding work. <laughs> Can't be salty if your candy corn is too what sweet. A bunch of jackasses. Oh my god, I'm putting it on a sticker. I love like it. <laughs> it works so perfectly. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Real Feel Podcast. Where we take an episode a fortnightly. 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 And we like to review it. We like to shake things up and uh, let you know how we think about it. How the feels it gives us. And this week's episode is the angels, as William Defoe would call it. <laughs> 1999, angels. yeah, the little twinkle. Little angels. angels. 1999's Dogma. Oh. And uh, sh should we roll that holy bean footage? <laughs> let's, let's roll that holy Weinstein bean footage. Oh. Peace be to you, too. <laughs> and unto you. Yes. This is why I had to come down here this morning, man. This is why I had to miss my cartoons. You call me, you tell me it's important. We're going home. Take it, man. Quit leering at me. People are going to think I just broke up with you. Two fallen angels have just discovered a loophole that can get them back into heaven. Outstanding work! All they have to do is get to Red Bank, New Jersey. There's only one problem. What are you? What do you want with me? Stop a couple of angels from entering and thus 
negating all existence. I hate it when people need it spelled out for them. Now, I'm to charge you with a holy crusade. One person has been chosen to stop them, but she won't have to do it alone. I'm Jay, and this is my head of a life mate, Saul Bob. You gotta be kidding me. Prophets. And then I'm speaking. What about sex? No sex. Guys, I guess just don't fall the sky, you know? Oh, that sucks! What are you? I was the 13th apostle. You knew Christ. No. Brother owes me 12 bucks. I thought she looked familiar. Let me guess. 14th apostle. Like two tickets to New Jersey, please. Jersey sold out, sir. I suggest you not underestimate the staggering drawing power of the Garden State. They're successful. You, me, all of this ends in a heartbeat. I feel like Han Solo, you're Chewie, and she's Ben Kenobi. Prepare to taste God's wrath. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. <laughs> Worlds against this dude, I swear to God. What's he like? God. It's got a great sense of humor. Take sex, for example. Sex is a joke in heaven. The way I understand it, it's mostly a joke down here, too. <laughs> Get it? Yes, yes, yes. That is Candy Girl. Osama <laughs> Hayek. I, I am that fat apostle. <laughs> They've never seen them, but I'm here. <laughs> this movie, uh, I'll give you the reason why this was my, my angel pick. There is a slurry of meh angel movies. Uh, you have Michael. You have Angels in the Outfield. Um, City of Angels. Uh, an entire metropolis of angels i know uh, there there are those that um i'm sure people will be like, oh why didn't they pick the preacher's wife constantine constantine, constantine. was a very big runner-up uh, yeah. yeah. however oh that would be about good. ready lou who's <laughs> <laughs> just on casual freaking diminutive nickname basis with satan you know just whatever what's up lou this movie i watched in school not in high school uh in college oh when i, I went like, when really? i went to when i went to <laughs> private christian college mm-hmm. and it was one of the first like moments of laughing at my own faith which wasn't my faith because we, we weren't catholic but laughing at ourselves oh, you mispronounced that it's it's catholic catholic, yeah. <laughs> catholic. <laughs> but just laughing at organized religion and realizing that you know we probably are pretty flawed in a lot of areas but we kind of try and gloss over it because we have a a bigger picture you know a a bigger message to get across however you still got to stop and kind of laugh at things for a little bit and this movie did that for me in a very weird time when i was still very strong in my faith and didn't kind of waver in what i believed um, Onward, Christian soldiers! Christ is marching on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, how did you guys uh, take this film? When did you guys watch it? And uh, what do you guys? Yeah. I saw it in the theaters in 1999. Ooh, I don't think I yeah. saw it till like midway through high school. So it might have been like 2002, 2003. And I, I, I really liked it because it was and still is probably my favorite Kevin Smith film. I mean, back then, Kevin Smith was sort of the like the underdog art house. Yes. Uh, so I grew up watching clerks mall rats mall rats is my favorite chasing amy i even like chasing amy i like chasing amy. uh clerks the, two? Did the, you... the clerks two i think came after i think that was yeah. in the early 2000s but you know clerks two we're bringing it back we're, we're, we still got yeah, it we're gonna yeah but jay uh, and silent bob jay and yeah silent but that's bob when it started back. to get like clerks two and jay and silent bob that's when it started to get more like a little more zany i feel like this was too, this think. was kevin smith's like sweet spot as far as good acting good writing great plot but yeah i i enjoy this movie i still do i still do i would toss this up between clerks and dogma as my favorite of his films i think pure acting wise uh like diversity i think dogma wins hands down but some of the writing for clerks is I almost want to say, like, unparalleled. I think it's so just raw and fun. 37 dicks! <laughs> 37? <laughs> like, <it> just... <laughs> there's, there's so... God. Love clerks. Have you ever had your asshole look by a fat guy in a trench coat? <laughs> it, it's been a while since I've seen clerks, or really any other movie that wasn't either Dogma or, like, Chasing Amy. So, I mean, I've been meaning to go back. I've just not been interested per was, se was but it, I, th- I think it, I, I, I it deserves it, yeah. a rewatch and it's been like i said quite a while was it clerks 2 where uh, uh goodbye horses comes on and jason mew is like oh <laughs> and he does the tuck back and is doing like the the little dance i think that was clerks 2 but yeah. i mean there, there's just moments in great comedy for all of them but this you know the, it had a point it wasn't just like a day in the life at the mall a yes. day in the life at you know a, a convenience store um, so that's what I really enjoy about Dogma. I think the most out of the Kevin Smith movies as as they've come out. And re- recently, I haven't seen any of the new Kevin Smith movies. I haven't seen Tusk. Uh, I know he did that. I, I what? Well, um, so he did Tusk, and then he did um, something called Yoga Ho- Hoser. Yoga Hosers. Yoga. Yeah, Yoga Hosers. Which in the movie Tusk, they go to a like a, a gas station, and there's these two girls that are running the gas station, and Yoga Hosers is purely the story of these girls, which I believe one of them is Kevin Smith's daughter. Huh. Not surprising. And um, yeah, uh, I I really like Tusk because it's just a random, obscure horror movie. And I was excited to hear that, like, just randomly from that Yoga Hosers was coming out. And uh, yeah, Clerks 3. Do you feel like completed. Red State or like El Paso or something, uh, something about the... Do, not do, is it Dahmer? No, the... Like the cult out in mm. Texas, I think so. I think it was Red, I think it was I Red Star, Red State, something. Red like that. State is the movie. But Red we, State. We've yes. got a young Ben Affleck, young Matt Damon. I think they do such mm-hmm. a good job. Linda Fiorentino, who uh, I saw her tits oh. more than a few times on <laughs> HBO. Let me tell you, friends, that yeah. woman's voice is so sultry and mm. just. Mm. She could I, do I the, love her voice. The ASMR uh, stuff. I would. I would just melt. I'd love it. 
Yep, yep. Uh, so Alan fucking Rickman Yay! as the Metatron. Uh, what a what a grab! The fact that uh, Kevin Smith kept telling Jay, like, listen, you need to be on your A game. Like, you do not fuck this up. Alan Rickman is in this. Like, and Jay apparently memorized the entire script. He knew it the whole thing. He's oh, like, nice. I I don't want to mess this up. I want to make sure that the the scene after they finished the uh, at the Mexican restaurant and he's got the maracas. Apparently for that day, he never after shooting that scene, he never put them down and he kept going up to people and just shaking the maracas <laughs> and he pissed them all off. Uh, we got George Carlin playing the, the Cardinal, which I is was, just ah! comedic justice at its George best Carlin so much. It, uh, I mean, like beyond maybe like Robin Will, like somebody like Robin Williams who could who's already kind of poked a lot of fun at at Catholicism. Mm -hmm. George Carlin is such a perfect like, he's, fit. He's got a cigarette tucked behind his ear. That one scene where he's <laughs> talking to him. Got, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just Catholicism. Like wow. Wow. <laughs> Just like the tobacco industry, Christ, if we only had their numbers. <laughs> I, I think he's so great for it. And like, who better, who better for a person where, like, I mean, he is a man of faith, but he, he mocks it so genuinely and even sincerely with it. And I love the fact that he was the, uh, the priest in this and just him like saying like the, the Jesus, what is it? Happy Jesus? No, it's Buddy Christ. It's not the official oh, name. It's right. just something <laughs> we've been throwing around. <laughs> He's like, look at him. And frankly, I'll tell you right now, I know that you can buy a Buddy Christ, like uh, make make uh, shift a little model at uh, Kevin Smith's comic book store, which is one of the highest selling items there. I would gladly buy that thing and have it shipped here because <laughs> just to have that. Hey, hey, it's like, sitting it's in the house. Like finger guns from I, Jesus. I, I died for you. <laughs> Don't you forget. Don't you, you da -da 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 -da, forget about Christ. And <laughs> uh, then we've got uh, Jason, Jason Lee, Lee. Uh, who was my favorite fucking part of Mallrats and still prolific and regular in, in a lot of the Kevin Smith movies. And just, I think, a, a fun kind of like in. A lot of Judd Apatow, you know, films, mm -hmm. just when you have that person who's kind of like the die, almost like Seth Rogen, I would I would call him like just the consistent, like, I can always count on him to deliver good lines and, and to be. Well, he's got the snap delivery, like uh, Chasing Amy, where he draws yeah. a diagram. It's like, you've got the Easter Bunny on this corner. You've got Santa Claus in this corner. <laughs> and you've got the lesbian that goes straight for a guy in this corner. <laughs> Who reaches this point first? None of them. Because there are figments of your fucking imagination. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then last but not least. Chris Rock. Well, Chris Rock, I think we already mentioned him, or did we not? I think we did. A little yeah, bit. We, but, yeah. the Apostle. 40, 13th. Yeah. 13th, yeah. And I thought you said 14th. No, uh, Fortnightly. Rufus. Rufus. <laughs> uh, and then um, Summer Hyatt. Mm, Candy Summer. Girl. Serendipity. Oh. The music. Sweet, the music. sweet Jesus. <laughs> I love that whole scene where, like, they keep on pulling out the money and, like, the the other side is, like, wow. he hits his Whoa. buddy. And All right. <laughs> but when Kevin Smith is, like, he's dancing and he's just like, and here's more, and here's more, and here's more. <laughs> Do you remember at Night of the Roxbury, he was like, oh, like, perhaps he's not my friend Washington? <laughs> George Washington. Oh, look, and his friend Abraham Lincoln wants to join the party. Did you grab my ass? <laughs> 
sir, it's not physically possible for me to have grabbed your ass. <laughs> yeah, I I think that I, I love that Salma Hayek got to be in this and she's cute as fuck as the so gorgeous as all night. No, no. Uh, oh, did you oh, say, oh, oh, Atlanta Morris. Yeah, Atlanta Morris. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. God. Yeah. Such a fun, like, when she does the little, like, boop. <laughs> <laughs> then wanders off to, like, half cartwheel. And, like, and kind of like a, <laughs> like, who are, is this the real Atlanta Morris? It's a ski ball. Because <laughs> all I could think about at a time, I think on the second watch, I kept thinking, you know, you were with Full House's, what's his name? John Stamos? No, wasn't she Bob with... Bob Saget? No. Cut Uncle, it Uncle out? Uncle Jesse. Oh, Uncle, uh, Uncle, Jesse's Uncle Jesse John is Stamos. John Stamos. Oh, wait, no, is it, is it John Stamos? No. No, no, you're thinking of the comedian, uh, the, the cut it out. Yes, yes. Oh, the jackalope. Oh, was it, was she married him? I have no idea. If she, was she married And then she wrote the no song, idea. like, you know... You need to Pick Google this like shit you before you bring it up. Her, God damn it. Yeah, Cody's going, God damn it, Zimmerman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. And did it go down you in the theater? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and I love that that is God. Like, mm-hmm. and the whole play on you have someone famous for her voice that does not use her voice for this. I, I love the I love the work. And I love that Alan Rickman's the voice. That's No, so... he was she was never married to David Coulier. Oh. Dave Coulier? 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 I don't know. Well, that's what Cut you... it out. <laughs> no, he was um <laughs> He was married to someone named uh, Jane Modine, and then he's currently married to Melissa Bring, who they married Hmm. in 2014. Oh, great. Well, still, Alana Morissette, (laughs) I think she does a great job. Sure. (laughs) Sure. The day she got married. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Biblical quest. Biblical quest of a little fellowship. We we Mm -hmm. get a little uh, party together. You got your... uh, uh, <laughs> you will be you will be approached by two prophets. <laughs> one will talk incessantly, and one is the strong side. I'm talking. He's, he's <laughs> knocking back the tequila and spitting it out. It was such a weird, but like I like that they they stayed true to it. And you, when you rewatch it, watching Bartleby spitting out the popcorn, it makes way more sense because they don't describe that in the beginning. And so you're like, is he? Is he doing sunflower seeds? What the hell is he doing? Why does he have popcorn? And then he's spitting it out into another popcorn. Oh, because they they don't indulge. Yeah. Well, they can't imbibe alcohol. No, but they, they can't. I don't think they can do any of it. They don't have a butthole. Yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah. Or genitals of really yeah. anal. As Alan Rickman, as Alan Rickman was nice enough to demonstrate to Linda Fiorentino, <laughs> which, which definitely uh, the first time, like on my rewatch, I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like Rickman just like drops trout, and it's just Ken doll. <laughs> he even like knocked on it. Like <laughs> I am the voice of God, the Metatron. <laughs> Do you have to empty the whole oh, can? <laughs> we have the technology. She has the technology. She can rebuild you stronger, faster. <laughs> What are you going to do? Hit me with that fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. <laughs> Shoot the glass. <laughs> oh, I just wanted him to, like, drop more lines of his character. Uh, yeah. but always. But always. <laughs> just him walk in after being doused with the, with the fire extinguisher and just stand there and like, 
Well, 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 Mr. <laughs> Bethany, <laughs> our new celebrity. <laughs> uh, do, you know what? Let's, let's let's stay on the Rickman topic for a sec. Okay. What? It, where do you think that this lines up with his other films? Do you think that, like, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and some other stuff like that where... Um, Which he's so good and you don't even see him. Though. You know, that, that plays a huge part, but in vein of all of his other stuff i i'm trying to think of stuff that i'm like oh that was a miss but he picks really either picks really good films or he he just nails the part Mm -hmm. and he wasn't playing the villain uh he wasn't playing sort of the possibly ambiguous villain like he did in harry potter uh, he wasn't playing the uh, the guy that's cheating on his wife in Love mm. Actually. Mm. Uh, he just got to play like just a good, fun, straight comedic role, like the straight we man. Need your help? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I thought I I will avenge you. <laughs> I, I wasn't a huge fan of like the Alice in Wonderland movies, and he does he does do the voice of the caterpillar. The cat, yeah. No, not the cat. He's the caterpillar. Oh, the caterpillar. Which okay, I yeah. think his voice is perfect for. I just didn't like the movie, so I don't know if that's really. I don't know, apropos to bring up to be, yeah, like, I don't know. is it a miss for him? Out of all the actors that Kevin Smith managed to rope in for this movie, I think he, his best catch was Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah, Dude, no, I agree. Because, I mean, he wanted, uh, he wanted, like, Alan, I was to say Alan Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, and um, someone else that he wanted uh, to play Rufus, but he got Chris Rock. And Which... I can't remember who the other person was, and I don't know if I would have I think Samuel Jackson might have brought too much of a serious tone to the character of Rufus. Maybe. Maybe. I could see it happening, though. I almost, like, when Chris Rock first comes on screen, I almost half expected there to be, like, applause and, like, all the actors kind of shuffling to, like, wait for the applause this time. <laughs> like, you know, like, like in a theater. Like, As where, he falls you know, to the ground. Yeah, like, and he gets up and it's Takes Chris Rock. Takes time, dusts off. So. <laughs> I mean, it's the best movie I've seen Chris Rock in, uh, and his last offering was, was Spiral. Spiral. Which was awful. awful. Yeah, uh, totally horrible. I hate <laughs> I hate all the Saw movies. It, any of them are, are horrible. And what? They're not great. Put but your tissues and lotion away, David. Uh, we'll talk about Saw a little bit later. <laughs> I <didn't, laughs> no, I just I, I, where's that? We know. Key? We know. That key? You love, the daddy. You love puzzles. I love puzzles and all that. That's fine. It wasn't that great. It was not good. No, <laughs> we'll just leave it. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> ben Affleck and Matt Damon do. A couple of movies together, obviously, from their time of, you know, Goodwill Hunting and mm-hmm. but this I really think that Affleck fucking brings it mm-hmm. in uh like the psychotic angel. When he starts breaking, like, you know, just that systematic of like, man, I'm sick of this and like it's not fair. See, in the beginning it was just us and him, angels and God. Uh-huh. Then he created humans. Ours was designed to be a life of servitude and worship and bowing and scraping and adoration. He gave them more than he ever gave us. He gave them a choice. They choose to acknowledge God or choose to ignore him. All this time we've been down here, I've felt the absence of the divine presence and it's pained me, as I'm sure it must have pained you. And why? Because of the way he made us. Had we been given free will, we could choose to ignore the pain like they do, but no, we're servants. 
That's good. But, but they play so well off each other because Matt Damon's like, I'm, I'm kind of feeling really exposed or it's like, you always do this to me. <laughs> but Matt Damon also can get whacked out as fuck too. Like yes. when he goes in and he slaughters everyone at, at movies movie, and right. he's like, don't run, don't run, pigs, pigs, you're all pigs. <laughs> Which made me immediately hearing him say, you're all pigs. Just, I was thinking, Willow, just, Willow. Yeah, you're all pigs. <laughs> Oh, Matt Monaghan! I believe in this. Kaya. What does that even mean, Kaya? <laughs> it's my—it's just my disappearing trick. He was your we own son. You sick fuck. <laughs> when was I? You know what? I was—I'm gonna look at Matt Damon's IMDb. Okay, so it would not be for another three years that he would uh, obtain the role of Jason Bourne. And I kind of like thought to myself, like, oh, he doesn't even know what's coming. Matt Damon. Can you imagine that? Like, you are in a job, and then in three years, you become something. You're, you're in the same field, but you are just like, Jack, you are in the medical profession right now. But then in three years from now. I'm going to be on fifth season of a podcast. You, Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Did I peak early? <laughs> no, like, you are, like, doing... You are doing commercials for these, like, medical... Like, and you are making big, real bucks. You are spawning a whole trilogy, plus spinoffs. Like, you become something far greater than you thought. Like, we're on track to, you know, do well, but I think he kills it. And, like... Right. Just, no, I mean, he, he picks it up right after Rounders to go into Dogma, and then he has the talented Mr. Ripley after Dogma, and eventually it goes. But Goodwill Hunting was before. Goodwill Hunting was before Rounders, because I then think right they, after Goodwill Hunting, he had Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, because I then, think they they won an Oscar, Damon and Affleck, for they did. the screenplay. They for did. Goodwill Hunting. And um, then uh, is there any more pot after <laughs> Jesus? I think this is starting to kick in. in. <laughs> what after talented Mr. Ripley? Uh, there's. Ocean's Eleven. Ooh. What? I'm whatever, man. They were. They were. They were. That was like the Pony Express. Were like, we got to get this there. We're just gonna ride this fucking horse to death for three or four movies, and then a fucking female version of it. Not okay. But you are. You are slaughtering the cow from the face up. Like, no. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Rat Pack. <laughs> you had Ocean's Eleven as a great, great film. Yeah. The others, Ocean yes. They, they slipped down and, you know. And there was Ocean 13. And then there was, like, Ocean's 2X chromosomes. Or was there an all-female yeah, yeah, it was Ocean's much. 8. Oh, that was. Was Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Yeah. yeah. It's like all the Saw movies they did. Oh! <laughs> don't don't let this spiral. No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure that this uh, puts it in undiscovered country. Oh! oh no, 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 like don't wait for the translation. Answer me now! I do list. That is... Uh, Star Trek doesn't go that bad. But they, Star Trek does a weird, like, up and down. Yeah. But Star Trek has alternate timelines, so at least they have an excuse for it. Okay, well, if we're really going to get on that, that tangent... Are you talking about old Star Trek or, in like, new now Star Trek? Old Star Trek. Old Star, I think old Star Trek? Okay. Even movies are not good. It's the odd ones that are. Odd number ones are good films. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Up and down. Like, I, I feel like the, the first 
uh, reboot movie was great. But as uh, as Khan famously said in uh, Into Darkness, you should have let me sleep. Uh, apparently, there's a fourth one coming out. The second one was they are uh, the third one was awful. I thought the, the third, third one, one was like, just straight up marooned on awful. a planet, and yes. they have to like cloak the ship. Uh, yeah, no, they are coming up with a fourth one, and supposedly, like they it, didn't even it, tell the cast, <laughs> right? So, like there there was news, there was reporting of uh, you know that it was a shock to them that they were coming out with it, and then there was like a third different one where they were saying that without um, Chekhov, uh, the the guy who played Chekhov, and yeah. I can never remember his name, but they're saying like it's bittersweet without him. I don't know how they're possibly going to play into it, how he's gone, which I'm more intrigued. Deepfake? No, they won't, because, they, because they're saying it's without him. A young um, Data? A young Data? I don't know, man. I'm fucking working here. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing Would, a young Data? I don't know. He, he's a robot. He's not, he doesn't get old. Yeah, but... But, you know, but Brett or like a, but Brett got old. They could deep fake well, that shit. Brett, if, they, Brett, if I could get Luke Skywalker in the book of Boba Fett, <laughs> I could get fucking. You Brent. have Stan, and we already had Ponchy Data in the Brent first Spiner season of uh, Picard. of Picard. We are so goddamn far down the rabbit hole. Dogma, nineteen ninety nine. Dogma. <laughs> Welcome to Tangent Central. Uh, they go on this epic quest and. I do love that she works at the abortion clinic at mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood because it gives her such a like. Well, you're Jewish. You don't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> like a spoken like a true Catholic. <laughs> I do. I love that line. Actually, it was like I think God is dead. Spoken like a true Catholic. Yeah. I thought, and it was almost just like it, it was a it was a huge commentary to do the panning of all the pews and seeing every single type of person that attends church. The person who's zoning out. The people who aren't even really listening. The kids who are fighting in the pews. The people who are about to fall asleep. The person in the far corner actually trying to listen to the sermon. I, I thought it was a great, just that camera pan. Huge social commentary. Loved it. The I, I did read a little bit of the the facts behind it or whatever. So Kevin Smith and uh, the lead gal. Linda Fiorentino. Linda mm-hmm. did not get, away, get, get along very well. Um, oh, we have a little little Bruce Willis action going on here? I, yes, I think that she was very difficult to work with, and so much that even after the film, they did not speak. And uh-huh. then when Kevin had his health scares, he reached out to her, and they mended fences. And he said, like, after everything, he was so glad that he could apologize for, and he said something that really, like, hmm. perturbed her, and she was just like, yeah, you're fucking cut out of my life. And they... Mended fences, and it's, I just like that's really cool, even though it's sad that you kind of lost that time. And he actually, at the time, regretted not giving it to the gal that plays her friend in the abortion clinic. Oh, it was mm. supposed to be her, it was. She, oh. she was, he was like, I really should have casted her as Bethany, but okay, you know, okay. It, hmm. I could see it, yeah, see it. but I mean, at the same time. Can you guys think of anything Linda Fiorentino has been in since 1999? Drew, if you say fucking Law and Order, I'm coming across the table. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe an an episode of House? I don't know. an invitation to search. Well, I am going to search because it's here. I can't (laughs) really... But just off the the top of your I'm going to say she's probably in an episode of House. Uh Some comedy show like Big Bang... Maybe not Big Bang, but like... Uh, like, like an episode of Frasier or Friends? Yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, she has not done anything since 2009. Yeah. Damn. And really, when you when I when I think of her, like a lot of the things that come to mind is Dogma, Men in Black, and that's kind of what I don't know. Like sticks with me, honestly. Yeah. I mean, she played the part well. I know she then. did. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. No, uh, but I think she was probably just a, really overshadowed by some of the other talent uh, present. Yes. I think she was sort of the low man on the totem pole sharing scenes with Chris Rock and Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Alan fucking Rickman. I mean, I would agree because I don't think it's necessarily, I mean, I don't think it's about her per se. Like, she is our protagonist, but it's a protagonist that's being carried by the supporting cast, which is ironic for the fact that Dogma got nominated for a Razzie Award for their supporting cast. Wow. Which I think is hilarious. And just... Awful. Because it was it was too overpowered. I don't. Well, no, because you get a you get a Razzie award for things that are terrible, that are awful. Yeah. Which I, I I don't see how the supporting cast is bad. I mean, unless they're counting like the three like street rollerblading henchmen or anything else, but like everything seems to just work and flow so smoothly with it. I, I don't see why it would be nominated for Razzie for literally the supporting cast. So here's what. So I'm gonna, we're going to. Uh, this is where I told you I'm going to bring back in Saw. <laughs> and not in a good way. So kudos so, to you. So Spiral. The, <laughs> I do what you no, like to play a game. It's, it's all of them after one or all of them after two, basically. Saw does something that this movie, I think, does very similar where they they have a good idea. They, like almost think of it an analogy. You tell your friend this analogy to help them out in their life to kind of incorporate and break down and so they understand what's going on in a very simplified version. This does that. It's a great analogy. But if you dig too deep in the analogy, they almost have to like compensate for your questioning of it with more and more tie-ins and connects and oh and and now we have the this poop monster that you know this demon and <laughs> There's so many parts that I'm like, okay, you're going to, you're going a little bit too far. Like maybe just stick with what the base of it and, and you'll be fine. You don't have to tie everything together and make every part of this religion have an answer. But that- it's here to remind <laughs> you. <laughs> And that's what Saw does, where Saw ties up almost every fucking loose end you can think of. They they have an answer for it all. It all connects back together, but it doesn't it doesn't need to be. And it I get that they did it because they're just like, no, we don't want to have like any plot holes as as best we can. But it just it kind of takes away from it in a way. It wasn't the poo monster. It wasn't the poo. <laughs> it wasn't the. It wasn't the the wooden chopsticks. Which I think that that, that is the poo monster is kind of like the weakest part of the film. Yeah, like, definitely. It, was it, it Banaka? Seemed, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a cheap way to get a laugh out of it. And I mean, even when they tried to explain it, and they're all like, when they crucified everyone else next to Christ, like all these people, they just shat themselves. Which makes me think of South Park and um, Chef Die. <laughs> 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 But, like, that apparently all the excrement, like, formed together to make a demon, and it's Hell's and Satan's, like, top assassin. Like, this thing is the top assassin, which, I'll tell you right now, like, doing two watch-throughs of this, watching that thing rise out of the toilet, 
like made me almost nauseous each time because it's just un it's unnerving to watch that. <laughs> but even in 1999, which I feel the country had a little bit more of a level head in 1999, um, and that could be rose-colored lenses. Uh, but they still had they still put the warning on there. Now imagine that movie coming out now. Oh God. And it would be on Fox News. It would be on. We also would have saw Salma Hayek's tits and vagina. I still want to see Salma Hayek's tits and vagina. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm, saying. I'm just saying. We would have we got more. We would have got more. I don't yeah, know. But I, it would have been. I think it would have been, would've 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 been would've protested. Seen top. I don't think you would have seen bottom. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It would have been protested. It, you know. So I, I feel like it's still very protested relevant. Even more. Even more. I was going to say, even on it, more. I don't see. I disagree. I think that Christians have had to take such a backseat in anything that is mainstream. Christians have been shit on, like, so, shat on so much in recent years that I can remember where they don't feel like they can stand up for almost anything. Look at. And this is, you know, yeah, not, except, not every religion. Except but, eroding the boundaries of church and state and. You know, delving into support of obviously bad leaders. But, but okay, yes. The the endorsement of Trump from the evangelical side, which mm -hmm. still doesn't even make sense because... The guy who paid off hookers with, with, with hush money. Well, there's just so many other political figures that, like, I don't think that religion and politics mix well at all. And so for any president to... Well, they're not supposed to. Uh, no, I, I, I <laughs> but agree. They, but there but is they, an erosion that is happening. Right. No, but, I, I get you. But if, I almost feel like religion has always, like, it wasn't just yeah, Trump. But, but you say no, that, no, like, and Catholics, I agree. I agree with that. You know, Catholics have been pushed back and, you know, they can't stand up for anything. It's sort of like, you know, feeling sorry for white people all of a sudden because, like, you know, well, we're not, we can't, they can't, we can't make people have separate Pick bathrooms anymore. Jobs. We can't put up uh, monuments of, uh, of uh, fucking people that were around, that uh, fucking Star Trek has been around longer than the Confederacy. <laughs> fucking. But it calls into question, why do we have statues at all? But these are all flawed yeah, people. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. And, and, and we're talking about a biblical thing. You are thing. all idolaters. Maybe, maybe <laughs> not have idols, golden calves that we uh, worship. Like, maybe we should tear them down. See, oh, but you don't but need but statues. You just don't leave need the statues. Horses. You can have idolatry with anything that you but put leave the before. horses that George Washington and all them rode on. Leave all the horses, because the horses are on. <laughs> they're, they're war heroes. I mean, that's, they're war heroes. That's why you have churches and places in worship. Go do your shit there. And leave the rest of us out of it. Like, if the most I want to see from somebody else's religion in everyday life is a fucking outline of a fish on their bumper sticker. But look, okay, look at Book of Mormon. That was something that people thought was... Dum, 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 dum. But, like, but Mormons said, you know what, before we just, like, condemn this movie and talk, and, you know, they went and saw it and they were like, holy crap, this is amazing. You guys did so well with this and it's hilarious it well, yeah, but the mormons have to do that because the the premise of the religion is balanced on the edge of a fucking but when it came out there was so much backlash from the mormon church because it, it, it does call into question of like the the i i i'm trying to say like the I don't know the soapbox or the the weak standing that the religion supposedly has, 
and there was just like I had Mormon friends that were like, no, like they didn't even want me to talk about it around them. Like be, not because that they were even offended, but because they their pastor told them to be offended by it, told them that this was wrong, told them that this was like the biggest insult to their religion. And I'm thinking like, really? It's the Which it's, is not, it's not the Native American ghost that to told do. you to look at tablets through a special uh, lens. The pa- that, a good pastor wouldn't tell their their flock to do that. The same way the good a good pastor wouldn't tell their flock who to vote for. I, I, but you're right. Like I mean, watching through, I think a open minded perspective instead of actually immediately being being told and blindly following to just yes. hate it. And have any type of no admiration, no love, no open mindedness to it. It's it's not what a religion should be telling you. Just like Jack was saying, like a, like a good pastor and a good leader of faith should not tell you who you should vote for. Or what who you should watch or what books what you, should you should read watch. or what books you need to burn. Just simply leave it at the fact of like, hey, does this does this condone or does this follow with what we believe? And if you like and that's going to be left up to you. And that's really what it should be. Which church has done that a lot. And it's weird to go back and experience things that were were shunned upon, like Dungeons and Dragons. I remember, like... The satanic Introducing my parents to Dungeons and Dragons. Like, see, like, I'm a paladin. I'm I'm holy. Like, but now that I... My parents were the same way. Now that I see it, I'm like... I understand that there was a group that took it way too far, just like there is with almost fucking everything. There Even were, kids that play very... magic cards, they take it too far. Well, they, no, don't, and that's, and that's, they don't that was shower. The whole, and that was the thing with the satanic panic. It wasn't like a multitude of people that were having like these horrible instances and making the news and you know, killing someone or even offing themselves due to the fact that or thinking that D&D was actually teaching your children like real magic and real spells like how parents today think that harry potter is gonna like turn their kids into fucking witches it's a school for witchcraft sorry and sorry wizardry. parents who actually think that fucking educate yourselves and read a fucking book well read yeah if you're gonna cast that sort of judgment on it if you want to ban a book or burn it or or keep it out of your your house at least know what's in it like right. if you if you're you go worried about Satanism turning your dungeon instead of burning them. Instead of instead of banning Dungeons and Dragons because it you know could turn your kids into Satanists, fucking sit in on a session. Right. You don't have to play. Just yeah. see what the hell's going on. You're gonna see a bunch of people yes. eating fucking snacks and drinking soda and having a ball. That's and all they just go, "Oh, you guys are nerds." <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, like I was I was playing D and D with my friends, and my dad be all like, "Huh? Do you think we should in? Uh, you think we should invite Pastor Jeff over?" And, uh, Wait, you know, you can, could, you can have him sit down and watch you guys play D&D. And, do you think he'll play a rogue? No, I literally <laughs> responded to him like, yeah, call him. Do you think he want to play? Like, I wasn't freaking, yeah, I wasn't can... scared of this. Like, sorry, you can have anything and everything that supposedly is against a religion and you can do it in a manner to which is not offensive to anything. Yes. It's, it's mind boggling. And it's that the that power that you give it. It's a game. Agreed. Like, or it's a book. And it's even a power that you give the the opposing side. It's a power that you give to the hate of it. I hope everyone is enjoying this nice sidebar that we're having. Again, <laughs> 1999 <Inside> Dogma. Kevin <laughs> <Jesus>. Smith. <laughs> Alan Rickman. We're just going to start naming Ben Affleck. <sighs> this is Are a you kidding me? Another muffin. bottle of those? You're about to top me off. 
Two tequilas. <laughs> Dos tequilas, por favor. Gracias, amigo. So are you guys ready for segments, or should we we keep? Uh... Well, I mean, I I think it's I think it's great to look at finally like so many points in the movie where you even have Bethany like I mean screaming screaming to God like I hate you. That's a great scene. Too. I really love it's that real. scene. It's a great scene. You know, and I, and I mean, and yes, Alan Rickman kind of come brings in to break the tension, saying like he's not he can't hear you. <laughs> like let's go somewhere else. And if I had the power. I would have. Right. Oh, what? How heavy is that? That's one of the most poignant scenes of the entire movie. And I never really thought of it until I actually saw this movie where they say, like, Christ goes from age, like, uh, what what was it? Age six or no, age eight. Twelve to twelve to to thirty. Thirty. That's right. Twelve to thirty. And he's all like, how long do you think that would take him? Eighteen years. You know, and that that does blow my mind. I'm thinking like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like how when. Um, Selma Hayek is like because the entire book is gender biased it was he- it was put into the hands of men and they wrote the tales it's much like anyone who says like war doesn't tell you like who won war tell you tells you who survived and war is written by the victors so I mean I, I it's again and this goes to one of your segments but it's it's just a it's an eye-opener. It's a refreshing eye-opener that you can still laugh at. And I think that is necessary. Because yes. so many people, again, which I'll bring up with your segment, so many people, and not even so many, too many, take religion to an extreme that it is not necessary. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or, and I, I do like in this that they talk about how, like, how everyone's kind of got it wrong. Mm. And... Like, that's a punch in the face to religion as a whole. Period. Like, yes. every religion is like, no, 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 no. We're right. And they're wrong. Yeah. Which is so... Um, there's... I have to look more into it. But there's a really cool understanding of uh, religion is like a mountain. Um, some believe that there is only one path up the mountain. Others believe that... There are a ton of different paths. Some don't actually reach, you know, the top mountain, but they're all going up. They're all going to the top of the mountain. Right. And, uh, you know, does does one religion trump all other religions because they think that their God is the only God? But is their God the same God? That Like, are we worshiping the same God? We're just calling them two different names. The fact, the hearing... You can call the sun or the moon whatever you want. Yeah. Still the sun or the moon. And a lot of these stories have huge similarities. Like, I mean, right down to the stories. Right. Yeah. No, and, it, and, and Catholicism and Christianity, a lot in general, ripped a lot of shit from pagan religions that they converted followers. And, 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 I mean, and, I'm, not, and I'm not stuff, Catholic, but like, sorry, like, isn't just like the... Any Catholics can feel feel, feel free to correct Call that me. I am Catholic. Okay, so is not. <laughs> thank you, Jack. I mean, now is, you know I'm so fucking salty. I mean, is not is not the biggest is not the biggest difference the fact that Mary Magdalene is like up on par, maybe just a little bit below, like Christ. Yeah. Before we get into segments, the only thing I want to say is that I, religion should be like a cheeseburger. Mm. Most people love a cheeseburger. But what you dress it with? What you, some people like it with bacon. Some people like it plain. Some people like fully dressed up. Maybe some people feel that uh, 
you know, it doesn't have to be beef. It's still a cheeseburger if it's between two buns. But wait a second, is that a sandwich now? Ooh, or do we have to start? Beyond meat? Do we have to start bombing uh, fucking Chick Fil A's because they don't serve what is core to our belief and what a cheeseburger is? Yeah. And it just keeps on spinning out of control. They put sesame seeds on their buns. You can't eat there. Yeah, mm. waffle fries are delicious. Pointy uh, nipples will reign supreme. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I, I'm just just the sort of asshole who would bless his clubs to get a better golf score. So <laughs> <laughs> I I think when it comes like down to it, I think that if if it brings any type of levity to the understanding of if God were to come to Earth, look at everything that has transpired and how much. And I hate to say it, not blanket statement it, but I think a majority of religions spread a message of peace and love, but it's backed by almost hate. God would open their mouth and scream and let all of us hear it and have our heads caved. If if tomorrow there is a second coming of Christ, but we didn't know it was the second coming of Christ. The people who who would scream and yell about how much they support the beliefs of Christ would be the first fucking people to crucify Christ the second time. Mm, Sunday mm. Christians is what I call them. Yeah. Sunday morning Christians. But does uh, segment Let's read segment chapter one, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> Please open your segment Bible to chapter verse. Segment number one. Jesus, you're Catholic. Can't you talk to them? Sometimes our own group or sect. Uh, no, no, here we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we have, uh, we've associated with, needs to hear some words from someone of their own thinking, which we kind of already did, but we're going to do this again. It was some other stuff. Uh, the words from a fellow believer usually go over better when challenged or brought up by one of their own. Pick a race, religion, political view, toxic community, fandom, or anything else that you would express as something that you are both knowledgeable in and have a message to the congregation of the like-minded individuals. So I, I think I can start this off with a few things. And I think that, like, myself, you, Nathan, and, and Jackie as well, like, we can sit and talk about D&D. We can sit and talk about role-playing games, and we can discuss it to a point where it it doesn't matter if things are going to be the toxic nature of, like, rules lawyering, or if it's going to be like, is this really role-playing? Oh, I thought he was going to talk actually to the Fallout community. I was like, ooh, here we go. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, I mean, to the point where, like, people are going to piss and moan and bitch back and forth, where, like, is this game, are you doing it right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, does it does it matter? Like, are you having fun? That's not I'm core having, 3.5. I'm having a great time. <laughs> That's not 3.5. But I mean, it's. It, I think it comes down really to a point. Like, are you having fun? And like, oh, this isn't from a player's handbook. No. <laughs> He's playing 4th edition. <laughs> I grew, what an right, idiot. Because right. the handbook is a set of guidelines. It's a set of guidelines. <laughs> and I mean, right. Like, I mean, even like edition wars. Just like you have console wars. Like PC Master Race. Mm. Yeah. Like, I mean... You can have so much toxicity to the point where it's like, are you, are you having fun? We're a microcosm of that right now. We've got PC Master Race to my left. Yeah, yeah. We've got PlayStation to the right. right and here. I've always been a Microsoft man, right. an Xbox man. 
Just know who your who your parents are. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Excommunicated. I was born in the I was born in the If we can't <laughs> drive them out, we'll breathe, breathe them out. <laughs> don't speak to me, witch. I was there when in the ancient magic was cross platforming <laughs> gaming. Yeah. But I mean stuff like that where it's like gaming where like I mean when it comes down to it, like are you having fun? That's really what it should be. Now if you take things like Star Trek which Jack and I can be very knowledgeable in, you have stupidly toxic people that would sit there and say, which series is the best? Which series is the worst? Which characters are just awful? Which characters are great? I know a couple of people, uh, Steve and Izzy, okay? Of everything oh. I learned from movies, not to call them out, but not to say that they're wrong, but, You're and wrong. Jack, no, brace yourself, kidding. they do not like Reg. It's been a long road <laughs> getting from there to here. Yeah, they uh they're not a Reginald f- Barkley? They they are not fans of Reginald Barkley. But all right, the first time I <laughs> saw Reg, I hated him, but Reg grows on you, man. Reg grows on you. And I he, don't know. he shows up in like uh, I think at DS9 I, once. He shows up in Voyager. Character. Yeah. Uh, I mean, aside from uh, Deanna Troy's mom, he's my favorite reoccurring character. Uh so during this uh time in a Betazoid's uh, lifespan, their uh their uh sex drive can quadruple. Or more. Or more. <laughs> or more. Now, not to say that Steven is you're wrong in any way, shape, or form, but I find it fascinating that such a love that like Jack and I have for this supporting character who reoccurs and comes back again and you're like, all right, what's this episode about? Oh, it's a ranch episode. Okay. They're 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 doing this. The ladies, man. <laughs> Quark from DS9. I mean, it's you have such vibrant and passion for fan bases like Star Trek and Star Wars, and people just, I, I think, can get so hurtful over like what they know, what they are going to try and disprove what they think people know, and I think the same thing, kind of again along the same ways. Of like, are you having fun with it if it's a game? Are you having fun with it if it's a TV show? And like the last point, and everything connects, where it's, are you having fun with this movie? Yeah. If you enjoy a film, who who the fuck cares what other people are thinking? I care. That, <laughs> no, but honestly, like that's kind of what like I was trying to like point out with with the intro of just like we gotta get Rat Race and and Maverick out of here, even though they will always be a part of this show and we'll and right. always have fun poking fun at them, but. These movies, we're picking these movies because we have feels and because right. we we have fun with them. So, Justin over so at Epic Film them. Guys and Brain Stew, Justin, 100%, I back him every single time that he's always going to say it. If you enjoy something, you enjoy it. But don't you dare tell someone that they're wrong for something that they like. Yeah. Like, you have no right to sit there and say, wow, you like this? There's no fucking way that you're a fan. There's no way that you have any type of, like, soapbox to stand on to sit there and say that this movie was good or this character was likable sorry i think star wars fans get get that a little bit sorry um, but but i mean it, every, everything kind of just encompasses itself oh, star wars. I just feel like whether star wars you enjoy it the epitome of that shit whether you enjoy it and if you're having fun with it frankly that's all that matters that's truly what it comes down to is all that matters if you have a negative comment keep it to your fucking self Unless you're on a podcast, and I want to hear it. Emperor <laughs> can't force lightning the whole fleet. It's not as possible. A, as, as I sit here and just like vomit <laughs> all of this, but everything is yeah, but, but like everything I'm saying here is just it, it's coming from a point where let's just God the, the negativity of it needs to stop. More, 
More! <laughs> My fandom that I will be speaking to is the Rick and Morty fandom. Oh. I, and I think that season five really, really shook the fandom to a core because it, it's not as good. <laughs> it's not. So, let me interject real quick. Rick and Morty, when the seasons do drop at this point. It's like Zora the Gay Blade. Like, you know that thing we do once uh, once a year for, for 12 times? <laughs> Three more months. Three more months. Maybe you can take lessons from my wife. <laughs> uh, Rick and Morty has always, uh, I mean, from the time, the, the first time I watched it, I was blown away. And when I got done with it, and after, you know, multiple rewatches, I started digging in more into, like, the fandom and realized how fucking toxic it is. And how much they are elitist on so many things. And they hold, uh, you know, Dan and Justin, Ro you know, just they hold them in such a, like, don't mess this up. Like every like every a false episode. idol, yeah. Oh, very much. But at the same time, they're constantly like they're tearing down their statues of them and and pissing on them and, and spray painting them and going, "This is fuck this god." And it's like you are just worshiping them. Mm -hmm. They just delivered absolute genius, and then one episode wasn't exactly what you wanted, or or didn't have maybe the character continuity of Rick. Uh, burping as much or using the portal gun as much and now you're like burn it all down the thing that I love about Rick and Morty is it, it always surprised me slut dragons ghost <laughs> ghost train uh, fucking giant space baby incest, incest uh, product baby. of incest like it, it always keeps me going and and it should and it needs to be left alone and like Drew was saying just enjoy it don't worry about like if it's not your cup of tea if it's not just be like okay well i think i'm done with this or i'll wait till another episode but you don't have to like burn it all down or the videos during the uh szechuan sauce sauce craze where mcdonald's re-released it in their grown-ass men getting on having the having fucking tantrums to, having a tantrum to a, a a minimum wage mcdonald's employee who has no control over the supply chain of fucking dipping sauce because they want their fucking szechuan sauce yeah. like, too far too far too far who uh, are you gonna talk to uh so uh i've got two sides of uh, a coin i'll hit uh hit real quick here uh one one serious uh that i'll just briefly uh stand on because i i work uh primarily in clinical research so I know the oversight, I know the ins and outs, I know the amount of safety reporting that goes into it. So when people get very, you know, oh, vaccines this and vaccines that, uh, I just don't understand where that could be coming from. I mean, especially when their grandparents, you know, Elvis got the polo vaccine on live TV. I mean, if, if COVID was going to steal your, your kid's legs... Uh, and paralyze them from the waist down, then yeah, maybe. But but uh, some of the, the anti-vax, anti-medicine crowd, I just don't get that. They think it's just like, oh, we're just putting horse manure and semen and pills 
and microchips and that's what they're getting it's like no i've i've participated in clinical trials where shit goes wrong and they shut that down yeah uh but the fun funner side is the uh um wheel of time Ooh. so the show the sh- yep. will yeah. the, just so the books because everybody because i i love the wheel of time and i think i'm the only one sitting at the table who is read the entire series front to end yes as he stares at me because i didn't read the last like yeah. two books and and this is Yet. this is removing you guys from the equation but i because i was approached by uh cody who again never has read the entire series and other people that have maybe dabbled but have never gone through and finished it and they all want my opinion they all think it's such a big crock of shit but to me the wheel of time i started reading those in high school and the series didn't end until, like, I think Memories of Light came out in, like, 2013, 2014. Wow. Uh, so that is all, you know, close to 20 years of just these books being in my life. And then Robert Jordan dies, and you're like, we're never fucking going to know what happens. And then they resurrect it with Brandon Sanderson and, and his note and Robert Jordan's outlines. And so, for me, I'm just happy to see it on TV. I'm happy to see where it goes because, yeah, you know, the first season sucked. I'll admit that. But I still like seeing some of these characters portrayed uh, with or without the flaws that the showrunners put in. Uh, I hope it keeps going. I hope it gets to the end. So people are like, oh, you know, it was the biggest lump of trash, blah, blah, blah. You know, give it a chance. If if you're if you if one season is enough to put you off of an entire show, then don't watch the show. True. Uh yeah, so I think that's my 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 soapbox I, I want to stand on. Part of me wonders if they went movie version for book one, which I know that they, they, it would it would have been it should have been HBO that did that series. <sighs> that would have been nice, but you would think that Amazon, with the liberties that they take, that they feel okay to. I mean, they're going to show tits of Lord of the Rings. You know, I mean, they're. Elf tits. Elf, elf tits. <laughs> These aren't bargain bin tits. <laughs> let, me, let me pull out my Lembus bread, baby. <laughs> Just a bite fills you up like a whole meal. Most people think dwarf tits don't exist. That they just pop up out of the ground. <laughs> but my wife and I were rolling the other day because I, I found uh, something on Imager that was just a, like a, a Twitter screen grab. And it was a girl. She's like, I went out on this guy with a date and he handed me his, his cell phone and told me to put play some music while we were in the car. And I found a Spotify place, playlist that said for sexy, sexy times. What? And it was just nine hours of looped concerning a hobbit or concerning <laughs> hobbits over and over. We're going boom, on a second boom, date tomorrow. I'm not at home. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That, yeah, that's good. I like yeah. I, I do think that the Wheel of Time will get better. I, I hope, I hope, but it, I it's it really, will. it's, the onus is on the creators. The onus isn't on the story. I think the story is fantastic. You know, they're going to cut corners because, I mean, it's like. I don't think it would be financially feasible to do Tens of thousands of pages yeah. of story. Yes. So, yeah. It's it's kind of like Harry Potter so, and uh, the go- the Goblet of Fire. They didn't put everything in the movie. Because I think it would have just it would have made it like a three and a half hour movie if they tried. Mm-hmm. Skee ball, the game of gods. 
<laughs> I think the concept is random and quirky. Of all games for God to love to play, I mean, it's good and it's challenging, but would I play that forever? If you guys were God, God, we're, we're just we're just doing you know just, just hypothetical. We're not saying we're God. Okay, uh, you can pick two arcade games to play in private, and we're talking like arcade, like con, like stand up. Yes. Like, not Nintendo, not... No, no, no. And Neo Genesis. So, no multi-game sets. So, there was a couple that, like, had, like... Neo Geo. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. You can pick a game from that, but not the, like, three different games in the same console. Mm. Um, so, you're going with one... Oh, sorry, two games. Mm-hmm. Try and be diverse if you can. If not, it's totally fine, but it's encouraged. Uh, what games would you play for the rest of the time? Um... So my games, they are they all bring up the feels, but they're not something that I would just be playing alone because they're all four player games. But you can okay. play it alone. You so can with, play it alone with, with God and and a couple angels. Yeah, can play too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the first is the Marvel Avengers game. Avengers assemble. assemble. The Avengers. Uh, where you could be Iron Man, Hawkeye, Captain America, and uh, what was the, the third one? It wasn't Iceman. It no, was, um, no, that because that would have been X Men. Well, but the X Men game, the X Men X Men games also didn't even have Iceman either. It, that one had uh, Storm, Dazzler, Wolverine, and Cyclops. I think. Yeah, uh, but that was fantastic. I remember. Uh, actually beating that, that was a, one of the few arcade games that me and my friends were able to get all the way through and, and defeat Red Skull. Uh, the other was the uh, original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade yes. game. Uh, which playing any of the and Turtles. And Time. And Turtles uh, in Time. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, honorable mentions, I would have to go with uh, Golden Axe. And there, are, yes. there was another... Um, Dungeons and Dragons themed game where like I remember one of the players you could play was like a like a almost like a hobbit or a cherub or something and his his secret power was he would make apple trees grow and sprout and then you could pick up the your teammates could pick up the apples to get health back and there was like interesting a, a barbarian and a sorceress and shit but uh, the, the the arcade was was always more of a a co op experience for me yes yeah, but that that's it yeah okay. You're you're looking at something. I, Sorry, I was I was trying to find the the other character that was uh, that you could play in the uh, arcade version of the because there were Avengers two game. that could fly, and then there were because Iron. So Man... So it definitely was Captain America, Iron Man, and Hawkeye. Is and it then Vision? A, there's it was Vision. It was Vision. Yeah, it was okay. Vision. That's what it was. My two games uh, would be the first one being Sunset Riders. Ooh. Yes! Because that game yes! is fucking legit. Thank you. It's so good. And I remember uh, at Dimples, uh, which was 
Yeah. That sounds like hey, it could no, either be a, here uh, and I remember it. It could either be like a fun funland type of place or like yep. a low-key gentleman's club. Like we're taking the boys to dimples, dimples. tonight. Oh, because they smile a lot? Yeah. Sure. On their ass. <laughs> dimples was a fun land type place, and on the back row they had arcade games that were free tokens. So you could put in, to- you just would grab a handful of tokens and just keep playing. You have unlimited lives. Mm-hmm. And I so had friends come up and would play a couple of levels with me of Sunset Riders. And then they would run off and do something and I'd keep, keep going. Mm-hmm. And I'd sometimes have to, you know, oh, they left and I've got to still play uh, the Poncho Villa guy. And, you know, and so I'm, I'm double the shooting. same guy. Yes. Yes. And- <laughs> And I loved that game. Bury me with my, my money. money. Yes! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the second game uh, would, it was going to be an honorable mention of, um, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, but I always had uh, a heart for Gauntlet Legends. Ooh. Which. Get out of my head. Is, it was so good. I remember I had it for 64. The um, wizard is hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Red mage needs food. <laughs> and it was just, it was one of those games where we got really far, but we never could be. And then I watched a playthrough and watched kind of the end. And I was like, there's no fucking way that we could have beat this. Like, <laughs> so it was good to to see that. But those would be my two games that I would, I'd bring some angels and we play. Yeah. So uh, for the multiplayer, uh, it was Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. All right, 100% Gauntlet, because that's just pure nostalgia for me. That's a lot of fun. One that, if it was the game that I constantly came back to, because I either enjoyed it so much, or I almost was dead set on beating it. One game that always pissed me off, I know it pissed a lot of people off, because it was almost damn near impossible to beat, Dragon's Lair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Well. I'm really excited. They're making a live action version of Dragon's Lair and Ryan Reynolds is going to be the knight. Whoa. How fucking great is that going to be? Whoa. So, uh, yeah, Gauntlet and Dragon's Lair. Uh, definitely an honorable mention, if I can. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom, too. Ooh. That's a good one. That's a butt-mashing That's a game. One. I also Please. have very fond memories of Rampage. Yes! Good. Smash the building, eat the people. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Power-ups! Yes. Yeah. I fucking played that all day. Yep. And you know what's funny is n- none of us went with Street Fighter. No. None of us went with Mortal Kombat. No. And I think it's because once you have beaten those games... Well, there's not really beating them. They, I mean, there is if you're playing single player. But most yeah, of those games were, were usually, uh, especially on the, the, like the arcade, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was mostly, mostly like one guy who knew how to do Sonic Boom and one guy who knew how to do a Hadouken. Or you have the guy who backs you into the corner, which was me, and would just constantly shock Blanca. Blanca? Yoga and, fire! Or, or yoga he, fire! Yeah, just like, yoga fire! Slap you in the face! In the corner! In the corner! In the corner! Uh, Capcom, we are available for uh, hire as uh, sound effects. Just let us know. <laughs> but th- those games really didn't have 
a lot of story. I mean, they tried. They tried. It doesn't matter. They weren't. uh, They they were what they were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's it's a lot of fun. I want to I want to give a quick shout out and have Duty from Shaken Not Nerd come on and call us on the Tooch line with his two favorite arcade games. Called Definitely. out, please do. Uh, and so one more aside before we go into the third segment, there used to be a place in my hometown, Dayton, Ohio, called Canal Street Tavern, and it was a music like a bar slash little music venues, or it had small bands, or it did a lot of Battle of the Bands type of stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But since I've left there, they've They've gutted the place, and so a lot of the original fixtures are still there, but it's a bar where you can go get drinks, and they've got a little little kitchen you can order sandwiches and, and stuff, but it's now full of classic arcade games that are free to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it was like a huge burn of nostalgia to get like... You know, my wife and like a, a couple of their friends playing the Simpsons arcade game. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Uh, and there's you know, they have like a little drink caddy, like you know, clipped onto oh, the sides. So, uh, but it was just great fun. Yeah, that's good stuff. Okay. Why didn't you do a third segment? Boop. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick for for the ending. And because this movie was, I I totally understand that this uh, the second watch. As I mentioned to you guys, the first watch is a lot of fun. Second watch is kind of a slog. Oh, I don't know. I enjoyed my second watch, though. It's just a long movie, and I think it's about a little bit more than halfway. You kind of go like, hey, are we... You check the time and go... Are we done? Oh, (laughs) we still got a lot happening, but is a lot happening? It definitely has that that feel. Um, And weirdly the thing about being a mata is you do have to die the the climax of the movie happens and then there's still kind of the like lord of the rings like not as many like fade to blacks but still like a lot of oh like everyone kind of claps like oh they did it they did it oh no they're still going okay oh oh now they gotta talk to god oh 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 but god doesn't talk okay rosie Uh, cotton (laughs) with ribbons in her hair (laughs) But this movie at least ends on a a fun and uh, kind of a good wrap up. Uh, it's and just the whole getting to see God, uh, Frodo, the cardboard. Gra- oh. Grab that from him, please, bitch. <laughs> He's rattling around with his vestments, buddy cat. But um, what would you guys rate this film? Uh, out of 13 apostles, I think I'd give it a 10 out of 13. Uh, I, I, I've looked over the years for this movie to rent it or to purchase it streaming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should scratch it it's, the box. Folks, it's cat, cats in boxes. Uh, but, uh, anyway, it's on YouTube. It's yeah. It's free. The quality's fine. Yeah. Good. Uh, yes. But Good. it was, it was a real blast from the past because I probably haven't seen Dogma since sometime in the mid-aughts. Yeah. Um. So again, this and movie, Candy Girl, <laughs> and of course Candy Girl, which gives it, I think, an extra point. I mean, there is no it, man alive that can watch that scene without doing like a little like, Candy uh, Girl. Like you got your hips are moving in the chair. It's like, babe, what are you watching? No, nothing, honey. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I'll be on a minute. <laughs> Serendipity. <laughs> I would give this film um, a a 7.5 out of 10. I 
I like it. Um, it again, like you said, blast in the past. Uh, definitely is one of Smith's better films, um, if not tied, in my opinion, for number one. And where it falls short, there's enough supporting it to keep it up and 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 kind of relevant still today. You know, I mean, I it's a little dated, relevant. but for the most part. Still holds up pretty well. Like John Carpenter movies from the 80s, Kevin Smith movies from the 90s mm. is sort of a special breed. It is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I'm going to match yours uh, seven and a half out of ten. I think that's an adequate score for yeah. it. It's it's not perfect, but I but you stop and it makes you think it makes you go like, huh, or at least it okay. should. <laughs> no, it, I think it definitely should. I think if anyone does not walk away from this movie questioning in any way shape or form their faith in any fashion like i think you're missing the point yes uh do we have a patreon special at all for no No patreon it needs to be special again huh if you if you if you get the special every time you go out it's no longer special (laughs) can't eat donuts every day (laughs) not every day touche touche like the little chocolate on your mustache and oh, powdered sugar on my fingers. That hasn't happened in a while. Ooh, save you for later. <laughs> <laughs> well, Drew, how can they tell us about their uh, two arcade games that they would take with, you know, that they would play uh, as God? And how else can they talk to us? Oh, gosh. Well, guys, if you want to get a hold of us, you can look us up on Facebook and Instagram. I'm being better about the Instagram. I'm posting things now. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter. We are at Real Feels Pod. You can send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com. But guys, more importantly, if you want to get some heavenly messages to us, you can call us on the Tooch line, 661-376-0030. Call up the Tooch line and leave us a message. A message. Give us your best Alan Rickman impression. Oh. Yeah. Give us your best Jason Muse Nuge. <laughs> like, uh, let's hear it, folks. We want a little uh, audience participation because sometimes I feel like an OnlyFans girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I want that interaction. I, I want uh, the, the sexting. Okay, the- what, if, what if the scenario we're about to die and, <laughs> and it's like the end of the world? Then, then would you? Yeah, in that highly unlikely scenario, I would slut. <laughs> we got about five minutes. <laughs> Call up your e-boys at Real Feels Podcast. <laughs> Supplying you with tell all us, the dirty. Tell us all the movies you want us to watch, you oh. dirty bird. Mm. <laughs> you want to watch that in, in Blu-ray or high debt? Oh, oh, God, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. Widescreen? Oh, got to be widescreen. Cut or uncut? <laughs> uncut director's version. You know it, baby. Oh, Lord. Hey, so speaking of the Tooch line, we did get a message. Hell, hell, hell. And it comes from one of our patrons, Nerd Revert, over on Twitter. And uh, he had a he had a special message for us. Let's uh, let's go to the phone. Let's play. Play us a message that we can hear, Drew. How many pods do you Hey, guys. It's Jason, a.k.a. Nerd Revert. Um, First time, long time. Just mm. wanted to say I love the show. Love your guys' chemistry and all the feels that you give us. Um, 
won a Tremors prize pack the other day. Game comes with Tremors 1 through 4 in the complete TV series. And first thing I thought of was, you know who would appreciate this? The realest of the reels, the real feels boys. Uh, love you guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I'll hang up and listen. Well, we appreciate just the hell out of that. No, I don't know if uh, if you're spending your time as wisely of watching all four of the Tremors, <laughs> but definitely no. I I think that that's pretty cool. Well, nerd revert, cut off my legs and call me shorty. <laughs> General <laughs> nerd revert. <laughs> He's not General Nerdrevert, I see. <laughs> Bless my heart. <laughs> you leave that Patreon alone. <laughs> oh, old Mary Todd. Well, that, was a, that was a nice touch. I know. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Nerdrevert wrote you. <laughs> oh, that, that good. Uh, that good, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, thank you, Nerdrevert. That made my nipples hard. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this episode of Angels. Tune in uh, fortnightly for our next episode, which is going to be... Alternate Dimension and Reality. And after that... Shit. (laughs) Shit? I don't know. I don't know. I'll let you guys know. It's okay. fine. We'll let it, we'll let them all know. Keep cool, my baby. I think are we are we slipping a Patreon film in pretty quick. Pretty soon. Uh, if anything uh, comes up of it, and we want to slide in a Patreon uh, before Jack's next movie, we can actually get Nerd Revert's Patreon because he sent it to me last year. That <laughs> <laughs> oh. he's like, yeah, I'm gonna shut up and listen, so you guys can do my freaking movie. Well, it was the moment he was all like, "Wait a minute, we can suggest movies." I'm gonna bump up my patronage, and he did, and he sent over his movie. He already sent over his questions, so okay. oh. it is lying in wait. And, and this isn't a movie that I have to watch on my laptop, like old Jackie Chan movies that aren't <laughs> available anywhere else. Who am I? No, uh, you should be, definitely be able to find this one easily. All right. All right. Well, we'll we'll figure it out, folks. Yeah, we'll Please don't out. be Charlie St. Cloud. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just pick something. Why, no, why did you throw that out? Because it's horrible. No. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, my God. So we'll Charlie get St. you guys <laughs> up with a uh, alternate dimension reality movie for our next main episode. Be sure to be on the lookout for another episode of What Are You Watching? Coming up uh, before that one, towards the end of March. All right. Well, then, folks, that does us here for The Realist of Feels. Just remember, you're the realist. And the feelist. Holy shit, the voice! <laughs> I am the Metatron. I am the Metatron. <laughs> Did you have to use the whole can? <laughs> <laughs>